The Rain Game. Yes, this was the Rain Game. And the Eagles were very fortunate to defeat two opponents today. They defeated the Jacksonville Jaguars 29-21. And they also defeated Mother Nature because this was ugly. This was ugly. I mean, I'm not one of those guys who's all about domes and playing in domes. And I, and I get it. I, Philadelphia, you know what I mean? It's, it's a big advantage playing in the elements. You know what I mean? When it gets cold here... We're accustomed to it, a team that's not so much. You, you you think you have an advantage, but this sucked. This sucked for the fans. This sucked for the players. I mean, it reminded you of the San Francisco-Chicago Bear game to start the season. When this happens, it generally just evens out the game. You know what I mean? It gives the team that's not as good a better chance to win because you're just limited in what you can do. I mean, it, both quarterbacks today obviously did not have their best stuff. And how could they? The ball, it was torrential downpours throughout the whole game. Our, we were fortunate our quarterback only had one turnover, and it was very early in the game. Our first drive, he threw a pick six. Shouldn't have been A.J. Brown, who I was ready to just absolutely light up for not making the tackle that he should have made. But A.J. Brown owned it after the game, and he admitted that his plan was not to make that tackle as he thought that defenders, they're not normally good ball carriers, and he was going to try to strip this guy, uh, Cisco, with the ball from or, uh, after he was running with the ball and, and didn't work, and now he owned up and said, you know, that's probably not the smartest thing to do. Um, Eagles went down 14 nothing early in this game. And when that happens in a rain game, generally you're in trouble because, I mean, you can't really throw the football. I mean, both quarterbacks today had QBRs. I think, uh, what was it? Let, let, these things are crazy because both were playing, by the way, top six. Uh, they were both ranked in the top six in the NFL going into this game in QBR. Both quarterbacks. And today, what was Trevor Lawrence? Trevor Lawrence had a QBR of 12.9. And Jalen Hurts had a QBR of 26.2. I mean, it is what it is. It was torrential downpours. It was just not fun football to watch. But the Eagles were able to, you know, survive this game. They really were. They, they survived this game. That's what this was. It was a survival. Because going down 14 nothing in the first quarter, in a game where you know you're not going to be able to really throw the ball to get back into the game, they figured it out. They went on a run of 29 consecutive points and, and were able to get a lead here and, and hang on, essentially, and win this game. So let's go over it. Let's go over the five reasons why the Eagles were able to, you know, just win. Just literally just win this football game. And the fifth reason was Trevor Lawrence. I just mentioned him. Trevor Lawrence, like, he just could not hold the football. He had two fumbles. The first two fumbles of the game from Trevor Lawrence were self-cost. He just, on a fourth down play, he just dropped the football and... On a rollout where he had a wide open receiver underneath, slipped out of his hands. Uh, on another fourth down where he was trying to attempt a quarterback sneak, and or a third down, whatever it was, and he just muffed the ball there, and we got another fumble recovery. But then Hassan Reddick stripped him twice, and it was two incredible plays from Hassan Reddick. Very noteworthy. I mean, it, Hassan Reddick showed up, and they, they were two big plays, but Trevor Lawrence just couldn't control the football. That's all it was. He just had no idea how to control the football today. And his poor play, I mean, obviously, it, it was incredibly aided by Mother Nature. But, you know, his poor play, it didn't help him. You know, he threw an interception. 
four fumbles. You know, you can't turn the ball over five times and expect that you're going to be coming out of games victorious. It just is what it is. Now, fourth reason why? How about the guy who had the interception, James Bradbury? This is a crucial part of the game. This game was close throughout. It was always close. I mean, Jacksonville went up 14-0. The Eagles got a biggest lead of 15 late in the game, and then Jacksonville scored right after that. So, I mean, it was really never... Like, where you, you felt comfortable, you know what I mean? Even against Detroit, where they won by three, they had a 17-point lead. This game here, it was the largest lead, was 15, but, I mean, it was always within two possessions. But um, Jacksonville's driving. They hadn't moved the ball, it seems, for, for like two quarters, and then it it was literally here late in the third quarter. They're, they're driving the ball, and Gannon finally calls a blitz, which he didn't do a lot again today, which blew my mind, but he calls a, a, a big-time blitz, Lawrence stares down, stares down Christian Kirk where he's going to throw the football. And James Bradbury makes a move, doesn't go with the up receiver, and undercuts the ball and makes that interception. And, and again, inside the 10-yard line when you're able to turn the ball over, that's huge. And Bradbury was a cornerback number one today because Darius Slate came out of this game after the first drive with a forearm injury that nobody's talking about. Like, when you come out for a forearm, to me it's like, Something's got to be broken, right? Like, he never went back in the game. And I couldn't understand it. Now, I know he's nursing injuries, and maybe, I, and again, my fingers are crossed that he got dinged up here, and the team just said, you know what, we're going to try to win this one without you. I mean, you're, you're, you've been beat up for a couple weeks here. Let's just rest this guy. Let's try to limit the damage to him. I'm hoping that's the case, but we'll get some more information on that tomorrow. But, yeah, James Bradbury... The, the fact that the Giants let him go, what a, like, what are they doing? Oh, the salary cap. You let this guy walk out of your building? I mean, really, it's incredible. And, and to think where this team would be. Think about where the Eagles would be right now without James Bradbury. You know what I mean? Like, it, it was not good here. Like, we whiffed in the draft. You whiffed in free agency. You had no idea who was going to be that second corner. You needed somebody else besides Maddox to go outside. And they get James Bradbury because the Giants had to cut him because they were over the salary cap. And it's unbelievable. He is such a big deal on this team. Two interceptions already this season. One of which for a touchdown. One of which essentially stopping another touchdown. Bradbury has been awesome. Awesome. Thank you, New York. Thank you so very much for James Bradbury. Now, third reason, Jalen Hurts. And I just told you, he had a 25 QBR. Why would Jalen Hurts be on this list, right? Because this was a game where it was going to be impossible to throw. And after that first turnover, really, it was the first drive of the game, you thought, uh-oh, this is going to be one of those games. And Hurts just never, ever panicked. His touchdown, we had, first of all, okay, the first touchdown we scored, right? They call an absolutely ticky-tack blocking down the field or offensive PI, whatever they want to call it penalty on it was definitely offensive pi because he's a tight end he could be eligible down the field so they call pi on dallas goddard on what would be an aj brown touchdown absolutely ticky tack completely just criminal penalty it's just crap it's the referees affecting the game when they can't so now it's first and goal from the 20 we run the ball for one yard that goes nowhere um throw a ball to Devonte smith for five yards so it's third and goal i think from like the 14 and you know hurts drops back Break, play breaks down. He runs up the middle of the field and gets about ten yard or ten to eleven yards. So we have first or fourth and goal from the three yard line. We call another pass. Nothing's there. 
This man just puts his shoulder down and says, screw this, I'm scoring, and gets in from the third, uh, the three-yard line on a fourth and goal. And, and that was it. That was the play that changed this whole game. Two un- incredible runs from Jalen Hurts. See, that's the thing. In a game like this, I don't care who you had a quarterback. You could have uh, Joe Montana in his absolute prime. Nobody's throwing the football in this game. It was impossible. It was a torrential downpour. This was, it was just rain. After It never let up. And Hertz just used his legs because he has that other element to his game that makes him such a special player. He is an incredible football player. We couldn't be more lucky to have this guy. He is an awesome, awesome football player. First time all season, by the way. He's not the number one reason why we won it. Why is that? Because number two, I went with Hassan Redick. Hassan Redick had... Two incredible plays. And I mean, you could essentially put a San Reddick as tied for first, by the way. Uh, the, the two strip sacks, especially the one at the end of the game there when, you know, Jacksonville got the ball back down by eight. And, and that's what sucked, by the way, is like we had the ball at the third. It would have been a 38 yard field goal on a fourth down. And Hurts threw a great ball to Brown. It was dropped. You know, and again, it, you say dropped. It was torrential downpours. A.J. Brown, an incredible game, really. Besides. The whole pick six thing. He had five catches, 95 yards in this game. And Hertz put a great ball on him there, but Goddard had a drop early in, or in what was it, in the third quarter? No, in the fourth quarter. Would have been a touchdown. He dropped one. So, I mean, there were drops happening all over for this team because of the, the conditions. It just is what it is. You couldn't, you can't beat a wet football. But we couldn't kick a field goal because I, I'm, I'm believing we didn't kick the field goal there because it would have put us up by two scores and the game's over. It's because Elliott got hurt on an extra or on a field goal that he made when they had a roughing the kicker. So we're going to have to keep an eye on if Elliott's going to have to be replaced this week. And, I, you know, he used to be geek Elliott, but now it's like all of a sudden he did learn to kick even though he didn't whiff an extra point today. Um, but again, I'm not going to hold it. I can't even call it. You know everybody knows. I would love to call Jake Elliott out. I would love nothing more to, but I have to give the guy a pass. It was torrential downpours. And he did make the clutch 43-yard field goal that, you know, we ended up getting a penalty on. But he had to come back out and kick a shorter one after that, and he did the same thing. But um, that's on the one that got her dropped. That would have been a touchdown. But back to Hassan Reddick. Like, Jacksonville gets the ball there. Two minutes to go, down by one score, really. A touchdown and a two-pointer, and it's tied. And he just gets in, bullies through the right tackle, and slaps the ball out of Trevor Lawrence's hand for the second time, and we recover and win the game. Hassan Reddick showed up today. We've been asking for a couple weeks, where's Hassan Reddick? Is Hassan Reddick here? What's going on with Hassan Reddick? Blah, blah, blah. Well, Hassan Reddick said, screw that noise. He showed up and he made some damn good plays. Hassan Reddick was awesome today. But the number one reason why we won this game, uh, it's a combination. It's the offensive line and it's Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders had himself a day-to-day. This was Miles Sanders' best game as an Eagle, without question. He had 27 carries, 134 yards, and two touchdowns. In a game, by the way, where they know you're going to run the football. It's the only way to move the ball. You're going to exclusively run the football. Sanders, 134 yards rushing and two touchdowns. He was awesome. Jalen Hurts, by the way, 38 yards. Kenny Gainwell, 19 yards. And how about Trey Sermon, two carries? I thought he should have got way more because he looked good when he was out there. He had 19 yards on his two carries. Because Boston Scott was out. And we're going to talk about some other things in this game. But back to Sanders. I mean, behind an offensive line where Jordan Mailata went out after the first series. He got hurt on the pick six. Looked like he was trying to get back in the game, but he was out. 
So Jack Driscoll had to play left tackle because remember, Andre Dillard's still out. And then what else? Oh, yeah, that's right. Isaac Ciamalo gets hurt, so Suo Peta goes in. So two, uh, two starters from the offensive line are out. In fact, the guy who would have replaced um, Ciamalo was Driscoll. He went to left tackle, so really you were down to your third string guard going in. And the Eagles still were able to win up front. Their offensive line. Dickerson and Kelsey were awesome in the middle. They were so good in the middle. And Lane Johnson is an unbelievable football player. I mean, that's what helps. Like, Landon Dickerson is criminally underappreciated. Jason Kelsey is just so good at football. And Lane Johnson, man. Like, we're we're in such a lucky spot. It doesn't look like the Mylotta thing is serious because he was legitimately trying to get back in the game. So my guess is Mylotta should be good to go hopefully next week because we desperately need him. But... Hey, with these injuries, it was nice to be able to get out of this game and and survive it and win the game. And hopefully, we're not going to have any serious injuries come from it. I don't know what's going to happen with Ciamalo. But, I mean, he had his ankle rolled. But, I mean, like I said, Mylotta looked like he was trying to get back in. Slay's one to monitor. Elliott's obviously one to monitor as well because he got hurt. Patrick Johnson, it looks like, may have got a concussion. It sucks because Patrick Johnson was playing good. He had a strip early in the game They that uh, Jacksonville recovered. But uh, there were so many guys out there that had excellent moments in this game, and that's the one thing. Yes, injuries are going to happen, and it was nice to see them happen here because they're going to happen. It just is what it is, but the Eagles were able to survive these injuries today and win this football game. Now, guys that, you know, things that need to be talked about was like the injuries, like I said, but I want to talk about an injury that happened before the game was Avante Maddox. So Avante Maddox and Boston Scott were ruled out prior to the game. Okay, so instead of moving Gardner-Johnson down to slot, they let Josiah Scott play, which I agreed with because I thought Gardner-Johnson's getting comfortable at safety. There's no point to try to screw that up. Let him stay there because we're going to need him to play safety if we're going to win games this year. And let's play with Scott here. Everybody was talking about how good of a offseason Scott had, yada, yada, yada. He was abysmal today. He was abysmal. Really, they, they could have eaten us up. I mean, the weather being what it is, I felt it hurt us on offense, especially, and hurt the quarterbacks. Hurt hurts because, you know, he, he he plays 10 times better if it's not a torrential downpour. And we probably score more points, but they might score more points too because Josiah Scott was an issue out there. He was an issue. Beat late in the game, over the top by Christian Kirk. He just didn't know where to be. He's just nowhere close to the football player that Maddox is, and that's a big deal. And We're going to need Maddox back very quickly, like by next week, especially because we're going to go to Arizona and they like to throw the ball. So, um, yeah, we need Avante Maddox back ASAP, ASAP. But this is, for everything that happened in this game, with Mother Nature, right? You know what I mean? Like, to think, you have Mother Nature affecting this game. And, and it scared me because it said to me, oh man, th- th- this game is going to be exactly what Jacksonville needs. We're better than them. We're better than the Jaguars, considerably. But and I, and again, I'm not knocking the Jaguars. They're a good team. They're obviously clearly improved. They have a bunch of guys in that defense that know how to play. I mean, they have a good offensive line. They have good weapons on offense. Uh, they're a much improved team, but the Eagles are just better. But I knew I'm like, this is going to even it out. And for the Eagles to still get 29 points, I know, uh, like our second half woes and all that stuff. Like they scored in the second half today. They probably would have scored more. I mean, really, they left that 
field goal that would have gotten them to 32 there. The Dallas got her drop on what would have been a possible touchdown as well. So there were points to be left out there. But really, the, the, the big thing that takes points from the Eagles, by the way, is when they have these penalties. Their penalties are insane. They put themselves in second and longs and third and longs and all this stuff. And that's what's really keeping them off the board in the second half, more so than play calling or anything else right now. But we are fortunate. Fortunate. And right now... The Eagles are the only undefeated team in the NFL. And they need everyone they got because Dallas is 3-1. and one, New York is 3-1. and one. I mean, our division, the NFC East, yeah, the laughing stock, right? The NFC least, as they used to call it, huh? Yeah, it's the least, all right. I mean, really, like, Dallas obviously is exceptionally good. They are. I mean, they're backup quarterbacks, and they're 3-0 they're and all with them. And guess what? That their, their starter's coming back, and everybody thought, oh, their season's cooked once Prescott got hurt. And I don't blame people who thought that. Who would think? You know what I mean? Don't tell me the Cowboys thought that their backup quarterback was good. They cut him after the preseason. But this guy is clearly a good football player because 3-0 in the NFL, I don't care who you played. They did beat the Bengals. Yeah, and they beat the Giants, and then they beat the Commanders, and Carson Wentz has proven why he's probably... Uh, going to be a quarterback that's always being looked to be replaced for a reason. But the Eagles thing here, the, the most important part is 4-0 because you really want to get that number one spot. It's so crucial now. You get a bye, and that's what's most important. And two, home field. And we're going to have to rack up win after win after win. And this was one that was very easy. It could have just been a game where the Eagles said, eh, today's not our day. It's just not our day today. But they didn't. They got through this game. They got through this game, they had to play a different game, and they were able to win. It's <laughs> These are the ones, though. You know what I mean? When it comes to the end of the season, you think back to games, oh, we, we should have won that game, we could have won that game. And it's nice to not have to think about that now with this game because 14 nothing early. With this crap weather, those injuries happening, they could have easily just said, hey, guys, there's always next week. And they didn't. They fought back. They took over this game for a majority of it, the rest of it. And, and the Eagles were clearly the better team, and they proved it. And it was cool to see Doug Peterson there. And Doug Peterson got a, a you know a standing ovation, as he should. Now, you know what? Big shout-out to that complete geek, Mike Florio. He's such an idiot, man. Yo, they're going to boo him, man. They're like the classless people. They are something jerk-offish that he wrote like that. Uh, buddy, the, we won. This guy is a Super Bowl winning coach in Philadelphia. He's the only coach we've had that's ever won a Super Bowl. He did not cry his way out of Philadelphia. He was not. It was not his decision to leave. If you thought for a second this guy today was going to get any booze, you were out of your damn mind. Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl here for the Eagles. There's a damn statue of him outside of the stadium for a reason. And it was cool after the game. All the players, you could tell how much they all loved uh, Doug Peterson, including Jalen Hurts, who said something to the line of, I wouldn't be in this spot if it wasn't for you to Doug Peterson. So, hey. We're in a great spot now, and Sirianni should be applauded. We are 4-0. He has been an incredible coach this season. I love the fact that he has given up play calling, let Shane Steichen do it, and he's playing the role of head coach, which is awesome. And obviously the players love playing for Nick Sirianni. And th this is not me saying, oh, man, uh, Doug, but 
you could tell how much the players really respected and loved playing for Doug Peterson after that game. But that's how they feel right now for Sirianni as well. And this is going really well. And I mean, the coaching staff deserves a lot of credit. Because this was a tough win. It really was going to be a tough game. You're, it, games like this, it comes down to coaching. It comes down to a couple plays here and there. And hey, to create five turnovers, that's incredible. I mean, Gannon, hey, here's the thing. I've been obviously the biggest critic of Jonathan Gannon that there is. The defense has played so much better the last three weeks. My concern is when we have to turn it on now. Like this next game, it, you're going to have to play. I mean, I want to still see aggression. The one interception happened today on a blitz. I, I thought we did not blitz enough today. I thought anytime Lawrence got put in a little bit of peril, he was susceptible to turning the ball over, number one. And number two, he had trouble holding the ball. So it's like, you know what I mean? If you got near him, you can get that ball out of his hands. I thought he was a little damn too conservative, and that's what his MO is. Now, he could sit there, though, and tell you that he was conservative because, um, you know, Josiah Scott and Zach McPherson were playing in the secondary. And that's fair to an extent because we saw Scott is not a player at all. He's just not. He was lost out there. He looked confused half the time. I mean, really, he, he wasn't handing off zones properly. There was a play early in the game that Agnew had on a on a post-corner route, and he just never went with the right wide receiver. And I'm like, bud, that's clearly your spot. Christian Kirk down the middle. Again, late. And again, I don't know. Maybe There are safeties there and all that stuff, but it's like a lot of this stuff was just late. 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 All I know is this was a big win. It was. It was a big, big win. The Eagles are in a fantastic spot, obviously. You're 4-0 here. You're the last unbeaten team in the NFL. They are the class right now of the NFC. But these next couple weeks, you're going to find some stuff out. We're going to find some stuff out these next couple weeks here. This game here, going to Atlanta, or Arizona, it's a massive game. Massive, massive game. And then you follow it up by playing the Cowboys at home. And Dak Prescott, my guess, will be back for that game. Whether Dallas wants him there or not, but he'll be back. So, I mean, if we can win these next two games, if you can get this thing to 6-0 going into that bye week, oh my gosh, man, you, you got to feel on cloud nine. And, and I think they have a, a legitimate shot to do it. I really do. I think they're the better team that steps on the field especially next week. We'll talk about the Dallas game when we get to it because we're not overlooking this Cardinals game. Last time we played Arizona in Arizona, they won. That was Jalen Hurts' what, second start? A.J. Brown is an awesome football player, especially as a wide receiver, maybe not as a defensive back, but as a wide receiver, he's awesome. Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard had, uh, besides that drop, he had a good game. You know, our running game is there. We just got to hope that some of these injuries were okay. Hopefully my lot is back. Hopefully nothing serious with Siamalu. If Siamalu's out, my guess is what they'll do is if my lot can't play. You know what I was going to say? Ideally, they'd probably want Driscoll to slide to right guard. And I think they would. But the problem is when you have Driscoll in at right guard, if he gets hurt, you don't have a backup left tackle. That's the issue. 
And it sucks, like, you let Nate Herbig go, you know what I mean? He starts for uh, the Jets. You know, that's the thing. Like, they did all these things where they wanted, they had so much depth at, on the offense line. Like, look at some of their guys that have been picked up. The Raven Clark signed off a practice squad, you know what I mean? Coyote Owasika uh, signed off our practice squad. Jack Anderson was claimed when we cut him. You know, Nate Herbig. That's four guys that are on active rosters around the league right now that we did not have room for on our team. I just hated letting Herbie go for reasons like this alone. But I mean, Anderson especially, he was another one. I, I had confidence in Jack Anderson playing. Don't want to, I would love to ask him, would you like him now? And again, I'm not sitting here saying Josh Shills doesn't end up being a decent player or anything like that, but there was nobody who was claiming Josh Shills. I don't care what anybody says. He could have been sitting on our practice squad right now, no problems at all. And we would have had Jack Anderson, and then I feel comfortable about Jack Anderson having to play left guard. Or right guard, I'm sorry. I just don't... I Opeta is just... He's to me, is a question mark. And hopefully you could prove me wrong if he has to play. But if Dillard's up, let's just say, and he's able to go, you could put Driscoll at right guard. The problem is, again, he's also your backup right tackle. And you know what I mean? Like, it, that's if my lot is good to go. There's a lot of things here. But it wasn't Cam Jurgens who's going to go in. It was they, they showed today it's going to be Opeta. And my guess is he's going to be the starter if something's going on with Ciamalo because Driscoll being the swing tackle is just too valuable. But again, if Dillard A, if Dillard's able to play, I'm cool with moving Driscoll in. And then obviously you hope neither one of them get hurt, but if one of them did, you slide somebody out. Like if Johnson had to come out, then you could slide Driscoll from right guard to right tackle and Opeta back in. You just got to hope they don't both get hurt on the same play, obviously. But that's where they're at. That's what these injuries are. Again, if Slay's out, that's not good because, you know, McPherson wasn't really exposed to today. But again, it wasn't going to be that type of game anyway. But we need Darius Slay. We definitely need him in a couple weeks. We, we would love to have him next week, though. But man, James Bradbury, he is such a good football player. And it's so clutch to have him on this team because he just absolutely helps keep the strength of our secondary, really, because, like, think about it. It was only him today. There was no Maddox and Slay. We need a Bradbury. Last year, we're in this spot. We are in massive trouble. I don't care if it's a torrential downpour or not. And just want to just finally just give another shout. Like I said, big shout-out. Big, big shout-out to Jason Kelsey. He was incredible today. Nothing you'll see on a stat sheet, but Jason Kelsey was the man. Freak of the week? No, we'll go how about geek of the week first. We'll go geek of the week, Josiah Scott. Josiah Scott was the geek of the week because he was just, he, he just didn't have, like, again, I'm sorry. Like, for me, you're the geek of the week because you were the guy that we're going to go at. We're fortunate that it was a torrential downpour. Hopefully you can improve because today was not at all a good sign for Josiah Scott at all. I don't want to see him on the field. I just don't. I have no faith in him. And it pisses me off because that's another backup corner that we've we've taken all these darts, throwing darts, and it's just we can't get one to stick for any of these, you know, but as they would say, like, you know, guys you were able to pull off of somebody else's team. You're trying to hope you find one guy like a diamond in the rough, and we just can't do it at that position. Maddox better get healthy quick. And now freak of the week, 
uh, Miles Sanders and Hassan Reddick. They're the both freaks. Uh, they're the co-freaks of the week because we needed them both to win this game. Next Sunday, four thirty in or four twenty-five, whatever time it is, uh, we are in Arizona. Don't have to worry about any rain there. Just a heads up because they play in the dome. So, want everybody out there to stay safe, stay healthy, stay educated, and as always, go Eagles, go. 